<laughs> oh no good god <laughs> oh no i don't know if that's going to change my opinion but i'm listening what sound do giraffes make <laughs> welcome to things that got wrong your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things i'm ryan bott i'm rachel miller i'm Stuart hopkins and it's nice to have the team back yeah go team three of us Woo. i I feel like we, it's just the way that the show gets recorded sometimes. Like, I feel like we haven't talked it, together in like a while. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like months go by and like we don't talk, but it's not months. It's just a matter of like weeks, but it's still like that gap there. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> like, maybe we need to just like talk weekly just to make <laughs> sure that we're like communicate <laughs> yeah it's you know just the way of recording the show and like we used to try to like double up at times so with guests and stuff it's you know you can't really just do like two at a time or have people book three hours at a time to record multiple episodes yeah so yeah i mean it's just it's nice we spent like half an hour before we started just chatting um but yeah it's nice to be back i like doing these hostful ones just us every once in a while it it is good it's just the solid the core team here you know, we get to we get to have fun. This is also good experimentation for like wacky rounds and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, which is one that I have for this time too. So I'm excited Me for too. that. Woo-hoo, this is guys sweet. my first puzzle esque round. Ooh, ooh. Um, so I'm excited. I am very excited. <laughs> so Rachel, you just got so Ryan got a new PC recently, but then you built one as well, right? Or you're, you I got a built, new one. I got a new one. <laughs> built is a really strong term, which is that I bought all the individual components and then I worked late nights while Ryan built it. It's <laughs> okay. You still, it's a custom made PC though. <laughs> it is. I'm very excited. And it works awesome. so much, so much faster than build. I, when I built mine, it was the first PC I built in. Well, mainly over a decade for myself, like 12, 13 years at least for myself. I built one back in high school, but uh, I tried to help a friend build one a year or two ago, and we didn't get it all fully built. He ended up taking it to a computer shop to get it set up the rest of the way. So when I built mine, I was nervous, and I think I spent what, at least three or four days with you, Stu? It was a bit. (laughs) Trying to like angle the webcam to show parts and stuff and then a solid like three or four days trying to install a Windows USB stick that was formatted off of a Mac and brought over. So that was a mess. But Rachel's uh, built in an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, oh my gosh. Except for the one part where I didn't realize till the day after that the, the CPU cooler <laughs> fan, which is like one of the custom like AIO ones, okay, wasn't, yeah. wasn't seated properly, like 100% oh. on. And I was in the BIOS and I was like, 80 degrees Celsius is too hot for a CPU. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. So I panicked and realized that like I should not be trying to install Windows yet. So I ended up reseeding it, re reapplying thermal and yeah, getting thermal it properly piece. seated where the clamps are down like flush in a way like I thought I did it right, but not entirely. So I got that back down to like 30 degrees Celsius, which there is where it should go. be. <laughs> there you go. You know, Ryan, I had been panicking. You said that for the first part, and there was like an internal part of me that was like, does this mean I'm going to have to buy a new CPU if it doesn't go right? I wasn't sure. I know it can, (laughs) technically it can be very hot and still run for years. Right. But not ideal. Yeah, not a good idea to keep it like that if you have to. Got it. And then I started trying to do the Windows install again, thinking in my head, this will be fine because I figured out the script to fix it last time. Could not find that page to save my life. Oh, was no. At the point where I was in, you know, Windows uh, terminal and being like, I'm pretty sure this is how I typed it out last time. <laughs> uh, still wasn't <laughs> getting all the way through the install. And then eventually I... After I went to fix, I went to fix the the CPU cooler. I took the USB out, got the CPU cooler fixed, restarted it, and I was just sitting there working on something else. I was like, "Hey, the little Windows thing is spinning. That's weird because the USB stick's not in the PC." I was like, "You know what? I'll give it a shot. Let's see if we can install it." And with the USB <laughs> stick not in it and then not trying to install off the stick, yes. it went just fine. I was like, <laughs> "Awesome." <laughs> 
So for a second time in a row, you don't really quite know what happened. No idea how to install Windows. That's well, it copies. Yeah, so it copies the install files and it gets it all like ready and stuff, and then onto your hard drive, and then it lets right. it boot from there. But right, it's not intuitive, and it certainly doesn't tell you that. Like so, it, yeah, I had to, yeah, like partition it. This is the worst intro for a show if we're just doing tech support <laughs> but we're geeking out we're having fun <laughs> yeah to partition the hard drive copy it through terminal to copy the usb stick files all the way off onto the drive on a hard drive and then you install it off the hard drive but if you don't do that it's still trying to point at the usb stick i think right. And then it just like caps out, like it's not actually finding and loading. It's not running the PC off of that install. So it just, you know, errors out at the end. Uh, it was just so, we, I would, you know, it was just one of those double take things. I just restarted it out of BIOS and was like, the little Windows circle spinning. Look over it. There's a USB stick on the counter. This doesn't <laughs> <Sweet>. add up. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just try it. <laughs> it's magic. It's computer magic. That's the magic of PCs. <laughs> Also, I figured this would be a good topic because it was an utterly failed round of trying to come up with trivia. I, uh, we've talked before about like trivia rounds we've attempted to write and maybe didn't yeah. get, all, get all the way through. So I was going through it. I, at some point this week or last week, I was up until I was just laying in bed until like two in the morning asking questions to myself of <laughs> things that and I thought would become... I thought would become a fantastic <laughs> round of trivia. Two in the morning asking questions to myself. myself. <laughs> Jesus, so, Ryan, I think you need a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you the kind of questions I was asking. I don't know if that's going to change my opinion, but I'm listening. What sound do giraffes make? <laughs> You're not so far off. <laughs> So I had in my head this idea of just like, what would be sort of funny polar opposite questions to ask? And I was thinking of just these weird, like opposite dichotomy questions. Like who in the Lord of the Rings, who is the tallest hobbit? Oh, also, what is the coldest part of the sun? <laughs> just <laughs> questions like that for till two in the morning. <laughs> like Good what God. is, what is the fastest moving slug type insect? Oh my god! Um, I would love these questions. Right, right. <laughs> uh, needless to say, it is hard to do research on such things, and uh, it is even harder to come up with competent trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That just—I can't get over the t- two in the morning asking <laughs> questions of my myself. Who am I? Where am I? What, what am, am I? I? What is life? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find an example if I could, if I haven't written down. So yeah, I mean you know just who am I? What am I? What is space? What is the longest initialism used in current? You know, there's FBI. Like, what's an initialism that's like 15 letters long and we oh use my- in regular day to day life? <laughs> what's an initialism? <laughs> like FBI. Oh. Or CIA. Like an or acronym. ATM. An acronym. But yeah. it's different than an acronym. Oh. And I don't remember why. <laughs> okay there's a very specific something. difference and i don't remember why hmm. versus acronym <laughs> welcome to tech support <laughs> where we google everything and know nothing dude i sorry this is while you're searching uh-huh so i my father-in-law was like hey can you help me figure out my friend's car problem today with his phone and so it's like i don't i don't know that shit at all like i have no Mm -hmm. idea right so like i hop in i'm looking at the settings and it's he has an android and he's trying to sync it up to a chevy volt and he's trying to make the map show up and it's working via bluetooth but it doesn't show up on maps and like it's all these like weird things and hangouts or whatever so like Mm -hmm. i end up like clearing it out and I'm not sure why it's not synchronizing and I'm like looking at tutorials online and then I remembered something which is that there's different types of USB cables for data transfer and just charging. Oh yeah. He has one for just charging in his car and that is the dumbest shit ever think (laughs) and that was exactly what the problem was that was what it was and so i walked inside and got a type b usb cable for micro usb and that solved his problem and he's like i i've spent four days 
like looking at this and he's like, I had no idea. And it's like, yeah. And they don't even tell you about it. And yet you would never, you wouldn't even know how to grab the right USB-C cable no. that does certain data or whatever. No. How do you even identify it? Uh, it has a little B on the top by the, by the, <laughs> the port. That's an issue too with USB-C because there were a lot of variants of it. Yeah. Especially early on that were like, didn't all connect back and forth. A lot of them don't have it, Rachel. What? But if it's, yeah, but if it's from the manufacturer for like your Samsung phone or whatever, like it should yeah. have one on there. I just happen to have like four because I ordered some for uh, Raspberry Pis, and then yeah. like that was I the didn't only even reason. know this was a thing, and I've been yep. using USB C things for forever. Yeah, it's supposed so, to, should be better with USB C, but especially some of the older ones, like some were really only past charge and wouldn't pass data. Yeah, yeah, it's it's baloney. It's just a bunch of baloney. It's baloney. <laughs> I had that issue with the DisplayPort when I built a new PC and I got a monitor. Oh, I had to make yeah. sure I had DisplayPort DisplayPort 1.4, which is different than 1.2 in exactly zero reasons. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> a pin is half a pin shorter than the others normally, right? or like yeah. whatever, right? It's so like something ridiculous. I think it's the exact same form factor. It just 1.4 now is displays better like hdmi 60 or like 4k 60 the other one would only do so much something like that uh also uh before we get to real trivia and we end tech support hour uh (laughs) the difference between an acronym and an initialism is that an acronym is a word although it takes the letters it's it's like nasa or nato it's not n-a-t-o it's nato So that's an acronym, an initial or YOLO. (laughs) Uh, An initialism would be like FBI, UCLA, IT, things like that. I call it it. It. (laughs) I got to go talk to the it department. That clown. Hey, they're the cool people. They are the cool people. I need them to like me. They always have balloons. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, People who go talk to them don't return. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much i mean that's how normal it goes to yeah that's so. right though that's that's accurate tales of it uh anyways this is the 63rd ever episode 63 there it is and uh we'll have the three of us have rounds a little bit shorter game but uh, we're excited so all three of us are playing round robin style uh and we will vibe for uh, all the successful tech support and Windows installs in the world. Can I get like some yes. sort of priority there? Just because I'm the non-tech person on on the show, <laughs> so I can't fix these things myself. You have to earn it. You have to win all the points. Yeah, if you win, you get the enterprise level custom IT support. How much is it a month if I don't win? You have to you have to message us to find out. Oh my god, yeah. It's not on the page. There's a free trial for like 7 days, but it doesn't give you any access to anything. It's just like a preview. And then they charge you a lot of money. Yep. You guys are the worst. I'm going to go find your competitor. Welcome to SaaS. <laughs> I was going to say we might need to figure out a better Patreon model than this. <laughs> But uh, let's get to it. Uh, Stu, it is your round. Uh, Thank you. So this is a round that I have tried to find a way to make happen for a long time. One of my friends back in 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 college uh, or college days used to come up with this game called Real or Fake to where he would go and tell interesting facts or stories about something. And then at the end, make you guess, was it real or fake? So... Uh, This round is called Real or Fake. Uh, It will be for each individual. So we'll start with Ryan and then he'll answer his and then we'll go over to Rachel. And I'm going to give you an interesting story or fact and you have to tell me if it's real or fake. Uh, It is only worth one point if you get it right. Uh, And there's five questions for each of you. Whoa. So these are targeted at... Yes, this is just for Ryan this time. And so Ryan, you have five questions and then Rachel, you have five questions. Let's do this. Awesome. Boy. Ryan, your topic will be 90s cartoons. Oh. Question number one. The character Donnie from the Wild Thornberries was voiced by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Real or fake? I I love that show. That feels... (laughs) I can visualize seeing this on an... Like, online somewhere. But it also feels like it would be so weird. I want to say it's real. It is real. Yeah. Which he never actually speaks. He just makes a bunch of garbled right, like, noises. Wah! Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that's real. Uh, I was pretty surprised. Nice work. One point to Ryan. Question number two. Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls <laughs> is voiced by Ghostface from Scream. Oh, interesting. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. These are actually the 90s cartoons that I know. <laughs> surprise, um, surprise. Oh. I, Ghostface from Scream doesn't have any lines. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's just one of the kids, Bill and Stu. We had this on an episode once. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Weird. It seems too... This almost feels like a Stranger Than Fiction one, but uh, I'm going to say false. It is actually real. It is. It was a, a very strange one. One of the best early, like the first year or two of college, I remember we were playing, uh, maybe it was Battle of the Sexes or one of those games. Yeah. And I remember one of the first times hanging out with my friend, with this friend of mine, and we were, one of the questions was, what were the three Powerpuff Girls? And oh, uh, we were like racking our brains and we were like, Oh God, Buttercup! Um, it's uh, you couldn't remember. Uh, Buttercup. Oh come on, Blossom. Ryan! I am so disappointed. And then in no, you. no, the thing, this other kid, like there were probably a group of ten of us. We were thinking about it, stressing, figuring it out, and he just goes, "Baba!" <laughs> jumps up, and I was like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, nice. Question number three. In season three of SpongeBob, an episode was never aired due to too much nudity. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I feel like they show an awful lot of sponge. <laughs> uh, a lot I'm of sandy cheeks. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's fake. That is fake. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> Another point to Ryan. Question number four. The show Goof Troop was based on a 1950s show with Goofy where he lived with his son and went under the name of George Geef. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to remember Goofy. I mean, I, I love the Goof Troop movies and I guess some of the, the TV show parts of it too. Um, what was the name again? George Geef. It's, I mean, the show Goof Troop was based on a 1950s show with Goofy, where he lived with his son under the name George Geef. Um, I mean, it's very plausible that it existed, but I'm just thinking of a dedicated <laughs> animation in that time, and maybe the name is wrong. So I'm going to say that's false as well. That one is actually real, uh, which I had never heard of that until I started researching this. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently there is a actual show with goofy and his son um even back in the 50s yeah and so, like that's been canon for a long time i figured the most unlikely thing was just his name wasn't george geef yeah and i yeah i guess i should have clarified that's too good... that like there's not a lot of like very minute gotchas or anything like that it's not going to be like oh sorry right. it was like 1980 and not 1979 or anything like that right um it's more of just you know like it sounds ludicrous enough that it could be false or it could be real you're one of the good trivia hosts. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I'm like this with a dungeon master too. Like I'm right. not going to be a jerk about it. <laughs> Thank you. Question number five and the final question for Ryan. The Super Mario cartoon series, which aired in 1991, was voiced by Charles Martinet. The current voice of Mario, that is. Oh, okay. I should have, yeah. Also, Considering I didn't know who Charles Martinet was, uh, I'm going to say false. It is false. You should know who Charles Martinet was because that was one of the questions that Nathan had our last round, our last game. It was. Yes. The name no. just, yeah, it just doesn't stick out. Um, yeah. In the cartoon, he had a, like, a very weird raspy voice. Really? And Nintendo specifically said, like, we're not doing that for Mario 64 when it comes out, so we're going <laughs> to hire somebody new. <laughs> I've still never seen the, oh. the panned uh, live action one. Oh, the live action one is terrible. I remember yeah. watching it as a kid. Um, the cartoon series is terrible, too. Like, it's <laughs> hilariously terrible, but it's, it's bad enough that it's fun to watch. I feel like there's only one plot line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can it even be princess. considered a plot line? <laughs> Not really. I mean, <laughs> princess is in another castle. <laughs> On your way. <laughs> nice. So that is three points for Ryan that round. Nice. And we'll move on to Rachel. Rachel, your topic is the Lord of the Rings. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ooh. let me 
I'm going to walk away in shame and go sit in a closet after this. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> All righty. Question number one. Arwen is Aragorn's cousin. Uh, that's true. That is true. Uh, she is 63 times removed. <laughs> yes. Um, so but I don't know how much you dug into this, Stu, but fun fact. So um, Lord Elrond has a twin. Oh. And they were half human. And so his twin, so it was Elrond and Elros, decided to go human, and so he became the founder of New, of like the men of Numenor, mm -hmm. which is Aragorn's line. He died. Mm -hmm. He died. Mm -hmm. And so they were all mortal. So it's like a million times down Aragorn's a descendant of Elros, which is Elrond's brother, and Elrond is the father of Arwen. Nice. <laughs> so you okay? That's awesome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rachel Miller. Yes. A summary I, of my niche trivia knowledge. Well, that's why I picked it, though, because I felt like this would be appropriate for you. Thank you, Stu. Awesome. One point to Rachel. Question number two. Nicholas Cage was at one point considered and offered the role of Aragorn. False. That one's real. <laughs> I, I, I think I remember hearing that, and I couldn't remember if it had been disproved, because I think it didn't it have something to do with them filming National Treasure. I think so, yeah. And he, he didn't accept the role for, like, personal, like, quote-unquote, like, personal reasons or something like that. I think I remember. We actually, we did a round on uh, passed-up roles yes, way yes, back we did. in the day. Um, I think I remember something about he just didn't want to commit to the schedule with his family. Yeah, I think he, that's what it was. Yeah, didn't want to spend forty years in New Zealand, which oh, I mean, it God. sounds like a lovely place to spend forty years, but <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Question number three: Tolkien typed all one thousand two hundred pages of the Lord of the Rings with two fingers, also known as chicken pecking. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. Uh, that one is actually true. Really, I didn't <laughs> yes. even know that. Uh, apparently, there's an account from I think his kids or something that yep. That's how he. Uh, that's how he typed the whole thing up. Just two fingers. That's how my dad types. That's how too. my dad types. Yeah, and he's brilliant with computers. Oh my gosh, which is crazy. I think my dad types <laughs> like that too. <laughs> Before keyboard classes were a thing in school, right? I also type like that. Confession. And I really? took keyboard classes. Well, just because my, my left hand is a useless thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that only does things if I'm specifically thinking about it. And it's not useful when I need to do things for a long time. Gotcha. So it's actually faster for me to like chicken peck with my left hand than it is to actually try to spread out my hand. <laughs> That's weird. It's, but you do it. Did you know that, right? Or is that no. new to you? Okay, wow. think about it. Think about it like this: like you do it for long enough, yeah, that you can do it at the same speed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't take like a legit. I may have at some point like taken a couple small classes, but I didn't take like a legit keyboarding class. But like, I mean, I'm comfortable moving on it, but I, I just kind of adopted it naturally. You didn't have those classes in like elementary school and middle school where they cover the keyboard oh, with like awful. a thing and then make you like type out specific phrases and stuff so that, that was, way you got good at typing that no was actually torture we had a lot of computer classes but not like specific typing ones that i recall rachel you had that though right oh yeah they were okay. awful i hated them okay <laughs> it wasn't they just me fun <laughs> like it was like pull up a word doc yeah. this was like in early 2000s late 90s so like it's like pull up word type your name with the keyboard covered and if i don't see you doing it correctly you're gonna have to redo it oh my god it wasn't like a fun thing and that was the entire class yeah yeah it was just it's typing like that's the class is typing yeah we had some fun games with it but then a lot of the times they just literally print out a sheet of paper and be like here type this <laughs> like okay precisely Question number four. The elves were the first non-deity race to be created in Arda. Mm, what do you mean by non-deity race? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Give me a moment. I want to make sure. So, there are, so there's one world. There are three gods. Nine Gandalf Saruman people. Nine races one ring ryan stop talking 
You're hurting me. You're you're really hurting me. Uh, you know what? Okay, I'll just get. I'll like before we get too deep into the lore. I'm trying to remember the order. So I think they were okay. Hear me out. Yeah, yeah. Because good. I cannot recall. So do do do. History happens. Arda, you have their their big god. That's how Tolkien and, writes it too. And, uh, <laughs> it's like the some world trees, is... a world. Do do do. Some history happens. Now we have some elves, hobbits, hobbits. So I'm gonna illustrate my my like my where my thinking's going. Sure, sure. Is um, so you have like big god. The world is created via a song. It's sung into existence. And then some of them decide to go down onto the world. Some of them decide to stay up with the god in the void. And so you have those. But then you have these like lesser ones, like Sauron, like Gandalf, the Maya. So you yeah. have the Valar, which are the big ones, and the Maya. I'm not sure if I, you're counting Maya as deities. Maya, uh, I would count them as deities in this case. Okay. I'm talking about more of like common common races and such. Okay, the, I... Th- Pretty sure the elves. Pretty sure the elves came first, and then Aule. I think that's his name. Yeah, that's. I was trying to think elves, of how to say his name. Saw the elves, was like, "Cool, I like that." Decided to go create the dwarves, even though he had no authority to create a race. He's a good god, yeah. but he had no authority to create a race. Looked around and said, "Oh God, I'm going to get in trouble." <laughs> Put them back to sleep, and then the great god created men. Right. And then the dwarves woke up some time later. So that's where I'm at. You know, it's, it's no, no, no. Because like I, one of my friends is a big Tolkien fan. And so I was talking to him about this and he was the one who recommended this question. Um, shout out to Mike, but. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I like your question. Uh, so it's actually that the dwarves were created first because he didn't have authority. He basically like offered them up to be like, well, I didn't, I wasn't supposed to make these. So like you decide like what to do with them, like destroy them or whatever. And so I think it's, they put them to sleep. Yeah. So they just like put them to sleep and then the elves are created and they're like, okay, well like after the elves are like good to go, basically like you can wake them up, but I'm going to give you points for that anyways. Cause <laughs> you knew everything about the question. So that's fine. That's a point to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, so that was like, I was like, I can't remember if he had seen the elves and then got excited or yeah. got excited about creating things, yes. did that, and then the elves. Yes. Creation was first. Uh, creation of okay. dwarves was first. Well, but, that was a really lovely question. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One point to Rachel. And question number five, the last round, or last question of this round. Uh, this one's <laughs> nice and simple, but it might be a gotcha. Uh, all elves have long blonde hair. That is actually false because one of the early okay several of the earliest characters or i say earliest as in in the timeline of tolkien's books yeah in the silmarillion several of the big characters let's talk feanor let's talk about i think his name is pronounced mythros yeah are talked about feanor's talked about with his dark hair dark complexion feanor like one of not feanor mythros one of his names translates to like fire hair or the red-haired one so okay <laughs> Well, then, yes, absolutely. It is fake. Um, but there's so the depiction in the movies is that like pretty much everybody has blonde hair. And if you just didn't think too hard about it, then, you know, uh, <laughs> you might gloss over that. It was kind of a slow pitch, but especially Agent Smith over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. One point to Rachel. That was uh, a very fun round. I like that a lot. Thank Please you. do I'm, that again. I'm going to try for real or fake some more. Uh, I just have to know the people so that way I can, you know, know their interests and, and write fair questions around yeah. it. Yeah. Rachel's been waiting for two years to get her Lord of the Rings moment. <laughs> oh, there's going to be more. I'm going to, now that I know the depth of knowledge, uh, we're going to dive in a little bit more here. Nice. <laughs> I'm about this. I never get asked them because very like there's like a category is like other people only know the movies or they know it so deep that I'm yeah. like so yeah. surface level in comparison. They're just so <laughs> hard to do. I mean, that's all of trivia is writing something that has enough mm-hmm. general reach that it's not like a total. We've talked about before, like teeing up games that are like only to one person or one person gets to try to buzz in first or something like that. Right. 
uh we could we should still find a way to do something like that that'd be cool I'm, yeah i i really like that because right once we know like now that we know each other and like our depth of knowledge and certain things and everything like it it gets easier to write difficult questions for those topics yeah that'd be fun so that's the end of my round is that three points to each person ryan that's what i have awesome good work nice. okay so guys um I decided to do something really fun. I am playing off both of your knowledge of um, coding. Ooh. So, yeah. Code challenge. <laughs> or Code like challenge. lack thereof. <laughs> what I did is I looked up, as somebody who does not do coding, I looked up terms that are common in the coding world to describe anything. This is a very broad thing. And I looked up their synonyms on the dictionary. So they're, they're not their synonyms, their definitions on the dictionary. So I'm going to give you one of their dictionary definitions that is not on code, but is reasonably easy to discern. And you need to go give me the coding term. Note, these are not so out there. Okay. Like, these are ones that you should be able to get even if you <laughs> didn't know the code link, if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody likes code challenges in the interview process. We'll no. learn to like this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst whiteboard challenge of all time. <laughs> I hope my employer doesn't hear this. <laughs> no, this is more of a um, terminology and deductive reasoning. Yes. That's the hardest thing. part. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how... You don't have to know how to code to do this thing. Cool. That'll be proven. <laughs> okay. Um, question number one. I'm going to give you the definition. You need to give me the term, which is the subject of the definition, but also a code term. Cool. Okay. A process of reasoning, a series of reasons. Do? Go ahead, Stu. Is this a logic operator? No, but you're in the right realm. Okay. This is gonna go so well. <laughs> Could you read the thing again? <laughs> a statement? Oh, excuse me. A process of reasoning, series of reasons. I can give you the computer one for half credit. Wait, what do you mean the computer one? The definition oh. in relation to code. Right. Um, uh, I'll guess first. Go ahead. Uh, what? <laughs> Ryan, Don't. you sound like me when we're trying to go through one of, one of your rounds. Um, a function. No, but you are, again, both of you are kind of along the same track. Okay, I'll give you the computer definition for half credit. Okay. A variable in a program to which a value will be assigned when the program is run, often in parentheses following a function name and used to calculate the function. I have a word, but it doesn't fit with the original now. What's your word? Um, you go I mean, for it. That you put in the parentheses, like a prop when you pass is it in often props? often given in parentheses? Stu. Go ahead, Stu. A parameter. No. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys are. This is, is um. You is gotta extrapolate a little bit, like that. We are that this can remember that based on the above definitions, it's also used in regular discourse. A constant. This is an argument. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I did not take like really niche items. <laughs> I the like this. The problem is though, Dude, sometimes let's do it's this. too high level. <laughs> I'm using the dictionary as a. Uh, this is this is good. I, I'm excited. This is, here. this is really good. I'm liking this. Can we can we pair program? <laughs> we'll split the point. <laughs> okay. Um, for this next one, I am going to give you two of the definitions, just because. Okay. Anything that curbs or restrains. A removable boring head used on certain kinds of drills as a rock drill. Did you say curb or curves? Curb. B. Okay. Can you say them again? <laughs> okay, so it's two different um, definitions under the same word. Anything that curbs or restrains... Definition number one, 
Definition number two, a removable boring head used on certain kinds of drills as a rock drill. I think the rock drill was just an example given by the dictionary. Yeah. What even? Um, uh, in. I will oh. give you a third one because I'm feeling so nice. <laughs> I thought this was going to be an easy round. A removable drilling or boring tool for use in a brace, drill press, or the like. Oh, come on. Removable. Uh, I don't need the I don't need the computer st- one to get here. A stooge? Stew? Yeah. Go ahead, Stu. A bit? That is correct. Okay. I was oh. It's yeah. a bit, a drill bit. Yeah. That makes Got sense. it. I was overthinking <laughs> that. I was like, yeah, never mind. Sorry. I, like, <laughs> I kept these as normal ones you see in language as code. I'm not looking deep, deep. The like arrow functions have only been in JavaScript like, for a little while. Right. ES6 was like 2017, 2018. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Okay, this one only has one standard definition. Okay. An arm of a clover leaf where traffic may turn off or onto a main road or a highway. Um, Stu? Go ahead, Stu. Is this offset? It is not, no. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Ryan, do you have a guess before I give you the half credit clue? Uh, I mean, that's not code. A ramp? No, but your imagination is going to the right place. Hey, that's something. (laughs) So for half credit, the reiteration of a set of instructions in a routine or program. Oh, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Is this a loop? It is a loop. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, um, so one point Ryan there. So you know, it was actually very hard to find a definition that didn't have circle. Yeah. Folded. Or actually loop in the definition. (laughs) (laughs) So I use the traffic one. Nice. Okay. Question number four. The kind of action or activity proper to a person, thing, or institution, the purpose for which something is designed, or any ceremonious public or social gathering or occasion. Ceremonious. I think fancy. Fancy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is very fun for me. Can, can you read the thing again? The kind of action or activity proper to a person, thing, or institution, the purpose for which something is designed or exists, role, or any ceremonious public or social gathering or occasion. Wow, I have nothing. Stu, do you have one? Uh, just give me give me a second. In- initialize. It's not really Sorry. a thing. It's the fancy part that's throwing me off. It's just so with the fancy one, it's like a way of speaking. That you would refer to it like this. What? I don't know if that makes it easier. That doesn't actually. I realize as I'm saying it. <laughs> I don't think that this is. Uh, is this purpose? It is not. No. Okay. Function. Oh. I will give that to you for <laughs> one point. Yeah. Duh. It's a oh my function. god. <laughs> I kept this so high level. I was looking at all the terms, and I'm like, if I can't get it right off the bat. Right. So the way I thought about it was for all our listeners. Is the listener should be able to get it from the dictionary definition right. even without coding, coding knowledge. And you guys should use both. Trying. <laughs> you are certainly trying. Whew. I'm overthinking these. I, I, right? Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Okay. This one's pretty short. To plan or devise, make arrangements for. Prototype? No. Steve, do you have a guess? To plan or devise or make arrangements for? Uh Uh-huh. Was there anything else? Nope, just that short one. Schema? No, but you are actually very close, and that's definitely a synonym. 
and I will give you the this one is labeled as instead of code. I'm gonna just, it's labeled digital technology um, <laughs> to write an ex- executable section of code for a program in order to automate a task. What? <laughs> to write an executable section of code for a program in order to automate a task. And another one is a series of these are written for a computer to follow. Computers process the steps line by line from top to bottom. Each step is created by writing a statement. I'm now lost on where we are in the hierarchy of what we have to define. (laughs) Okay, so it's not statement. Uh, Condition or conditional? No. Stu, I'll give you one more guess. Again, I'm overthinking these. I need to simplify it. I believe this one was guessed early on. Cool. <laughs> um, oh, is this parameter? No. Okay. Again, all of these words are similar. This is a script. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I like went through like methods, cron jobs, like all of these things, like database architecture, and like <laughs> to plan or devise, make arrangements for. There, the week long yeah. festivities were scripted by a team of experts. Nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> also, I just wanted to do this last one because I saw the definition. Yeah. <laughs> and um, coffee. Java. Dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to give it both to you guys. Because right. <laughs> I know you guys were Java both, or JavaScript? <laughs> it was just Java. Yeah. And, um, and there were two definitions. The first one was, in parentheses, usually lowercase, coffee the second one was the main island of indonesia fifty one thousand thirty two square miles specific <laughs> very specific nice. nice job ryan where do we stand with our scores uh the scores are uh rachel with three stew with four myself with seven uh <laughs> that was fantastic by the way rachel that was fun Yay! i tried making a like, puzzle round <laughs> that was really good and That's was, my version of the puzzles. That I, I love it. <laughs> it was right in our wheelhouse, and it was only insanely difficult. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I just, I don't think I've laughed that hard at my own stupidity or overthinking <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to think of code and have fun in that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, there will definitely be more points uh, in my round. So we've done uh, a few variations of this. We've done some like fictional streets and some fictional this and that. Uh, this one is going to be fictional companies. Ooh. Oh, uh, boy, my I will give you the company name first, uh, just that, and then I can give you a clue for one point if needed. Uh, you just have to give me the media property that it's from. Okay. So as an example, if I said Dunder Mifflin, uh, yes, the you would say The Office. So yeah, so I'll just give nice. you the name of the company, and then uh, if if you can get it, two points. If I have to go to the clue, it'll be worth one. So call out when you know it. Question number one: Pizza Planet. Rachel. Oh, uh, you both lock it in. I, I mean, just you know, in your head or whatever. I trust you, but Rachel, yeah. what do you have? Toy Story. Stu. Toy Story. So be Toy Story. <laughs> two points to each of you. Uh, this family favorite pizza place lures our space friend into thinking he's gone home, but not before running into a few arcade games, including a venerable claw machine. The claw. The claw. The claw. <laughs> Is that all adults with coffee? <laughs> the coffee. All right. Uh, two points to each of you. Question number two Abstergo Industries. Like ob, like object, or like ab, like abstract? A-B-S-T-E-R-G-O. Abstergo Industries. Abstergo Industries. Is, is this just books, TV shows, and movies, or does this include video games? It can, it can be anything. It can be anything? Okay. Yep. Rachel. Rachel. It's like Portal? Not Portal. That's Aperture. I remember Ryan telling me about it. I haven't played the game, but I remember Ryan mentioning it. <laughs> You take a guess before the clue. I yeah. I, is this like X Men or like a comic book thing? Uh, not X Men. No. Okay. 
This modern-day corporation goes back generations all around the world. They tout science and discovery, but their ultimate goal is to gain power and control through the world, just as the original Templars did. Rachel? Rachel. This is Assassin's Creed? It is Assassin's oh, Creed. Nice. I was feeling Okay, so that was actually my first guess, and I don't know why it was because I don't really know the lore, but like something in my mind was like it's Assassin's Creed and I was like where yeah. where is your basis for this guess? Yeah. They are <laughs> intuition. The, yeah, they are the modern day global science research, but what they're really doing is controlling, you know, capitalism and power through uh um you know through money and everything else but controlling more things as as the templars at least in this lore did nice i've never played any of but i i have one on my new pc it was interesting yeah we have one on the xbox we do have one we have the the french one i don't remember what it's called Egyptian one because it looked cool. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I've played, I've poked around on a handful of them, even dating back to like the first one, but not enough to like deep dive fully into the story. Yeah. But that would be Assassin's Creed, Abstergo Industries. So one point to Rachel there. Question number three Wally World. Because mm. we used to call Walmart Wally World. Right. It's not like, Walmart. Yeah, so like that was what it was. <laughs> um, because is an oh, acceptable no. answer my childhood? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Wrong. Um, yeah, don't think Walmart. Um, this fictional theme park, Mecca, is the destination for Clark and his bumbling family. You don't get much time away from work, so make this long road trip count at any cost. Rachel! Rachel. This is... um. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's the, um, I know this one. I love this movie. Um, this is, um, oh, we have one of the movies in the living room. <laughs> um, I know the name of the series. It's Family Vacation. Uh, yeah, I'll give you one point. Okay. National Lampoons? Yes, National Lampoons, <laughs> Family Vacation. It just, it, I had it as I was buzzing in and I was just disappeared and I was like, <laughs> no, I know this. This is the first time ever. <laughs> I know a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Wally World, the uh, giant theme park. So That's one point to Rachel there. Uh, question number four, Mom Corp. Rachel. Oh. Rachel. Futurama. This would be Futurama. <laughs> Ryan, you chose you chose a lot of things we watched together. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a deep dive. But yeah, MomCorp, uh, the major conglomerate that makes it tough for a family-owned delivery company. Uh, but they made their real money after contracting to mine dark matter in the planet Virgon 6. That's right. Be Futurama. I, uh, there's on the, the fan wiki, there's mom corp percentage of ownership, 99.7 mom. And then each of the three kids has 0.1%. <laughs> it's more than I thought you'd give them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two points to Rachel there. Question number five, Los Boyos Hermanos. Stew. Stew. Um, Breaking Bad. This would be Breaking Bad. The Chicken Brothers. Yep. I've never seen that show, but I know that name. <laughs> it is amazing, but it is hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. I don't think I've watched a show that makes me feel grosser after finishing an episode. Los <laughs> Pollos <laughs> um, Hermanos, this regional chicken place in New Mexico, is all about quality and kindness on the surface, but it's just a front for a much darker trade where high-quality product is still heavily demanded. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Question number six. The last question of the game. Black Mesa Research Facility. Oh, my God. Um, Black oh, Mesa no. Research Facility. Rachel. Rachel, is this Stranger Things? Uh, not Stranger Things. Although I do like that guess. Black Mesa Research Facility. I know this isn't right. Is this 
No, 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 no. Never mind. Hang on. I got I got back up for a second. I mean, you have a free guess before the end. I so. know, but I didn't yeah. want to waste my potential two points. Um, <laughs> God, I can see it. it's in a video game. I can see. <sighs> can I guess again? Hang on. Is this Half-Life? It is Half-Life. Yes! Well, I was going to be wrong, so... <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm glad I took my time. <laughs> it is the Science Research Center at Half-Life, Black Mesa Research Facility, uh, the science complex built in old, cold... The science complex built in old, cold world war... <laughs> Silos in the New Mexico deserts played a part in developing portal guns, which caused open pathways into destructive border worlds of incoming Zen aliens. Yes. This would be Half-Life, uh, which became sort of the uh, the story ties are, are loose, but became what was uh, Portal and a few other properties, but all tied into the Half-Life series. Uh, nice job. Two points of stew there. That is the end of the game. And the scores are myself with seven and a score of nine to ten on the oh, last no. question. Stu getting ten points. Nice Whoa. job. <laughs> Thank you. Might be the lowest scoring win ever, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I kind of wish that I I guessed wrong the first time then. <laughs> we right. Went to a tie breaker. A tie. <laughs> Can we so do fun. a little rewind time? I'm joking. <laughs> Assassin's Creed that. style. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Prince of Persia. Never that, mind. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but, you know, we can go back to the Templars and Knights or that. And uh, who's it? The Templars and the Freemasons? Freemasons? No. no. Who no. is it? I don't know. Whoever they're fighting, I forget. But <laughs> we're in the Renaissance right now. I think. Oh, a tiebreaker for another day, but uh, that's the end of the game. Congrats, Stu. And uh, we'll get some picks where we pick a game, movie experience, something cool like that we recommend you check out. And uh, Stu, why don't you give a pick since you're the winner? Sweet. Thank you. Uh, my pick is Bowser's Fury for the Switch. Uh, it is bundled with yeah. Super Mario 3D World. It is a fantastic, but albeit short game. It is basically an advanced i wouldn't even say advanced it's an extension of super mario odyssey in terms of like how it plays uh right but it's a small isolated world which is very fun uh everything's kind of connected and you can get to one island to another really quickly and it's just a blast i've I heard mean, this really is amazing is. and is like built in the same world and probably the same uh like assets and everything but it's like a totally different I haven't I don't know much about it, but I've heard it's like a very different way of of handling the game and some of the mechanics. Yeah, it kind of harkens back to like, I mean, I guess in a sense, like Mario 64 to where it's like you could enter a painting and then you right. have like the small world. Right. And then there's like six stars there and you can get any of them technically whenever you want, as long as they're available. Right. Um, but it doesn't like kick you out. It's just this small world with 100 different stars essentially in it. Uh, on different little islands and platforms and like hidden secrets and things and it's it's a lot of fun it's technically two-player co-op too if you want um, somebody can play as bowser jr to assist mario but it's it's just fun i mean my son and i played it for a bit and he actually just 100 percented it today uh nice. yeah before i could even get halfway through it so <laughs> yeah that's uh, awesome yeah, he's 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 pretty good <laughs> with platformers, <laughs> especially Mario. But yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's it's really it's too short, but mm -hmm. it doesn't overstay its welcome. So there is that, and it is really just a blast. How much is it? Do you know? The because it's bundled with Super Mario 3D World. Oh yeah, it is a sixty dollar game, but also Super Mario 3D World or 3D Land. I don't know which of the two. Right, is it's worth well it. worth it. I mean, really, and they make a couple of improvements on the Switch too, but that that alone is a fantastic game and it's good that it's getting re-released and it's not just isolated on 3ds anymore it is awesome and to have bowser's fury to go with it it's well worth your money yeah i i need to play more switch games yes you do yeah definitely we'll uh, check it out um rachel you have a pick. okay so i have a pick i was hoping that my performance on the show today would um, kind of go with the example I was going to do with that. But um, 
you know, <laughs> I had to choose a different one. I can give you points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, you need the IT help. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I recently found a candle company. I actually found them on Amazon, but fun fact, their candles are cheaper, even paying with shipping from their directly from their site. Um, it is called the Malicious Women Candle Company. <laughs> and it's a little company out of, I believe, Washington State. And um, they are just this great, sassy little women-run company. They have the snarkiest ca- um, candle names. So one I have right in front of me is heading down to rock bottom. Let <laughs> me know if you need anything while I'm out. Infused with questionable life choices the scent is take a hike (laughs) (laughs) what is the actual scent of that candle take a hike the forest oh Oh, okay (laughs) and recently they released another one it's called a candle for karen infused with the tears of the offended the scent is honey suckle there you go And so they're a wonderful little thing. It's maliciouswomenco.com. Nice. Um, Great little company. They have an incredible selection, lots of fun things. Their tagline is Bitches Against Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) and I, and all of their merch is on sale right now at the time we're recording this, but they have regular sales. So. They're great, great little company. Highly recommend them. Very funny, very sassy. And I'll be getting more just to decorate my office because I love them. <laughs> nice. That is so cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah, their website looks cool and looks like they're like give back a portion of their proceeds. Yeah, donates. Uh, I'm not sure the exact percentage, but to... They give um, a lot to, to food shelters. Um, they support women's things. This one, yeah, this one specifically says um, a dear friend of the company who, you know, gave their life to suicide. Um, So this is focused on, uh, you know, company or, you know, teams that work with coping mechanisms and things like that and raising money for the uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is really cool. Wow. It's a great little company. Super sassy. Um, They post on their Instagram the people who send them complaints about their sassiness <laughs> or customers who behave very entitled, they will, those um, communications get posted on their Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only feeds the machine. Yes. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's uh, maliciouswomenco.com. And I will put the link in the show notes and all that. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, uh, reach out, talk to us, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Things that got wrong, uh, email us at things that got wrong, gmail.com. Any trivia topics or anything like that we can talk about or shout out. We're always happy to do so. I uh, love communicating and engaging with the, the fans we have in the community. Um, it's always an important part of what we do. So excited to always do more of that. Things are wrong.com is the website with all the stuff. Uh, our next episode will be late March. So stick tuned for that. And uh, thanks again. Stick tuned, guys. Stick <laughs> tuned. <laughs> Let's tuned. get on our stick tunes today. Do you, <laughs> do you stick? Do you get sticked? Do you stuck tuned? So I still have I my stick. dictionary up. <laughs> and I'm going to look and see if sticked is a word. Sticked. No, you stick tuned. You stay tuned. Which I think was part of, but you stick tuned. I think that was a Nickelodeon thing that I've just not lost. Maybe. I've heard you say it a couple of times, and I always thought, like, I should tell them about that. But then I don't. (laughs) Is it just me being weird? I don't know. It is, as a verb, is to furnish with a stick or sticks in order to proper support or yeah, support to set the show. in a composing stick. <laughs> Help stick the show. Help reinforce the fort. The fort needs more walls. We, we need, need more load-bearing fort. sticks in the fort, please. <laughs> it is crumbling without your support, so please stick tuned. It's because they removed the dictionaries. <laughs> that was a load-bearing dictionary. <laughs> Don't get rid of the load-bearing dictionaries, folks. Supporting this show... Supports load-bearing dictionaries. 
for my wonderful co-hosts. Our entire <laughs> fort was built on a foundation of good dictionary defined words. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> Well, either way, uh, thanks again to both of you. Thank, Thank you, you Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and until the next episode, we'll see you later. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>